The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan? It's time for the Huge Show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the Huge Show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1-866-838-HUGE. That's 1-866-838-4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a statewide journey on 19 radio stations. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free weekday stream at 3 if you're out of range. And also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Now, inside today's 180-minute presentation, Superfly has put together a great show. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, he's in Cooperstown in the Hall of Fame. Most pinch hits in a single Major League Baseball season. We'll talk about Jim Leland joining Vandy in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> they're like Hall of Fame brothers. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're going to be like, it's kind of like stepbrothers, the baseball version. So we'll talk about Leland. Is he deserving of a Hall of Fame enshrinement? I hope when he's up there... Uh, they hang banners that say 2006 and 2013. And then right when he's done, the middle one uh, folds down and says, he blew it. <laughs> oh, I about choked on that. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I hope. Uh, don't that's get what me happened going on. in those years. I, I know Leland's a, a good guy, a baseball guy, and him chewing out bonds. That video resurfaced on Twitter when he was with the Pirates. So we'll, we'll get to Leland will talk about what the Tigers have done so far in the offseason and an extension for A.J. Hinch and a shakeup to a point uh, with a manager and coaching staff. And you brought this up last time in studio. 14 coaches, well, including the manager. The manager and 13 coaches for the Tigers. Hmm. How many were when you were playing? Four? Five? So hitting coach, pitching coach, uh, bullpen coach. And you had a coach next to the uh, manager, bench coach. So what? Four? Fourteen, and, and then you had a, then you had a uh, catcher too, who was kind that's of bigger like, than football staffs. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. So you have you have twenty. Well, I don't know. Ridiculous. With the, with the new roster, would they expand it to twenty five? And there's uh, I know. After and then COVID, you had four coaches too, because you know expanded roster, you got to help these other. So yeah. you literally have a coach. It's a joke. More than a is. coach per player. Yeah. No, for every two players. For every two players. Well, you know they got that. 
new degree in the Ivy League that if you pass this, you can go to driveline and pass your test. You're talking the analytics guys, and right? And then you, uh, an extra seven credits. I'm hearing sarcasm, you can be Johnny V. A bench coach in a professional. I'm, I'm hearing, I'm hearing Johnny V. Sarcasm right now. Oh yeah, you don't like the analytics guys telling, telling, telling a baseball player, telling a. I, Again, I don't know what type of word chant that is. But it's a helicopter you, propeller. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot. <laughs> Your sound effects are legendary every time you come I on. I took a course on that. Yeah, I can't I wait. I, I was telling Superfly, you know, Johnny's going to give us some new sound effects today. I think he's going to end up being on The Simpsons as one of the voices there, Mr. Helicopter. So you don't like the analytics, guys, because I, I have a tough time, and maybe you did when you were playing, but I'm just talking in life. When people try to tell me, what to do when they've never been in my shoes, right? Yes, I agree. I, I I can't respect their opinion. I'm very, very blunt saying, unless you've done what I do, you've been behind. And this is guys I've worked with in radio where, you know, you know, it's like private parts from Howard Stern where you're trying to tell me, have you hosted a show? No, but I've worked at 13 radio. No, I don't want to hear it from you. Agreed. I, and I know people, and you and I have talked about these people, who I in know baseball, one, right? yeah, particular who would come in here and seven minutes later would know your job and tell you what you're doing wrong. So, are you talking in radio or baseball? I'm talking radio. He is in baseball, but he would tell you what you're doing wrong in seven minutes in this. Studio. Is it Alavila? No, we already talked about it. Okay, oh, give the name. Okay, yeah, I got it. Okay. You know, but we got we're, we got code. We got code right now. Yes, Superfly. We got code. You're not going to be let in. Me and Vandy's secrets are for. Off air until I decide I'm going to bring them on air. That's how it works with, with Vandy. I get you. I, I'm to- I, I totally agree with you. So that. when you were in all your stops in major league through the minors and you were a AAA MVP, you got that ring, you got a NLCS ring, and you got a ring with Tim Rogers and Forest Hills Central, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Central Rangers, uh, won the state championship, and Tim – Announced his retirement right afterwards. One of the great high school coaches this state has ever seen. You've been a volunteer assistant for how many years? Oh, 2011. Wow. That's awesome, man. And you, and you get a ring with all those kids. And what a performance by Forest Hill Central. And another ring to your massive jewelry collection. That, those Justin rings, they, they come in. They're not Justin. <laughs> The little pinky ring. <laughs> what are you? I'm triple A MVP. What's this? It's a pinky ring. I am so proud of those guys, especially our quarterback Mason McDonald. He went down in game nine, had a had a bad foot injury, didn't play in the first game of the playoffs, and then our second string quarterback got hurt. He played the the following week with a broken foot, and the last game he was probably sixty seventy percent, but. Uh, hats off to him. I mean, we have some great players, but I think what he did in the playoff run for us was unbelievable. The amount of pain he went through to get through those that postseason was awesome, and we won it. The one thing I noticed, and you beat Corona, right, in the state championship? No, Mason. Or Mason. Yeah, right. Corona was uh, Catholic Central. Yeah, right? Mason, good Catholic football Central. team. Yeah, Mason was a good football team, and I just like the toughness. You know, I know we've talked on air during the baseball season and when you were getting ready to go to a Forest Hill Central Ranger football game. But uh, I just watching their toughness. They were a tough team. They, they were really mentally tough. And I love that in a high school team. I think it takes teams a long ways. And it did 
with Forest Hill Central all the way to the state championship over Mason. Well, and that's hats off to the staff. I held the scout cards and was with the kids. I had a great time, but that's what my volunteer stuff did. The music on Friday nights. Just other, just We've other, been down the things. music. You played Let It Go from... All right, my bad. I know. So, a, anyway, but we had a great staff, great guys, you know, instilled the toughness into these kids, and the kids responded, and it was a fantastic way for... Timmy Rogers to go out. It was. And the job, Mark Ewell, a Michigan High School Athletic I Association. I love playing on Sundays. I, 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 I did. I, I was not a fan of it when it first happened, but it was I it think was they should cool. look at the move. I, I think staying away from Black Friday, having a Sunday where people could drive down, keep the Division One game at night, because most of the times that will feature at least one of the Detroit area teams, Great. right? Yep. Based on the brackets, you're going to get one. And and do that. I thought the Sunday with no Lions games, uh, with no college games, nothing up against you, no Black Friday, was perfect for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. And I hope Mark and those guys keep it on uh, Saturday and Sunday. That was awesome. And you perfect. know, hats off to your son too. He had a great year, and I look for big things for him in the in the and for ne- especially next year with senior year and. How big he is and strong he is, he's gonna he's gonna have a lot of colleges. Yeah, I appreciate your support of Ace and Joe Schwander. Again, it's about coaching, it's about uh, culture, a program, eight one JV team. I think what fourteen starters back from an eight and three team, and our losses were one to the D five state champion Grand Rapids Catholic Central Cougars and two to Grand Rapids South Christian. That was a play away. From back to back state championships, yep. so you guys could have been there if you got it, caught some breaks. Yeah, we we, we only lo- South Christian scored in the last uh, thirty seconds uh, to take the lead on us, and we don't, and they got a they went twenty two points on us. They were a high flying offense. We did a good job, and it just goes to show you how close that you really were. Your team was no. I mean, I always used to think that it was nearly impossible to to get to the state championship, and then. We started breaking it down as a coaching staff and going, we can get there. And uh, hats off to to uh, Forest Hills Eastern. They've got a shot. They've got they've got now they've been in the playoffs. They've had a good year. Now they know what it takes to win. So it'll be exciting to watch those guys next year. Yeah, and then watching South Christian uh, under Danny Brown and Coach Blackwire, their offensive coordinator, get to Ford Field and it's fourteen fourteen game with three minutes to go against them. Looking back at our second round. Playoff game, we lost by three to them in the regular season. They're in our conference, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central. I mean, Todd Colster, Danny Brown, uh, Joe Schwander did a great job with our team. You look at Tim Rogers, uh, the west side of the state, I will say this, and even places like Mason and Corona, the evolution of quality high school football teams and players in this state is predicated by great coaching staffs across Michigan. Agreed. You You need... You need a culture. You need leaders. And the one thing that just dripped through the TV, and last year they were in D2, and Dan Rohn and Warren De La Salle had you know, like seven D1 guys. But you could see that they were hungry for this because they left their year, most of those guys as juniors, and a coaching staff. And I, I saw you guys in the tunnel after that game because I was down at Ford Field. It was tough, and they said, we're going to get back there. And they dropped because of enrollment and the – realignment of divisions and they went and got it done and battled through injuries and they weren't high flying dynamic on offense, but gosh, they were just a tough team. And I, that's kind of the way we played. We were just tough. You have to be tough. And and Tim 
made a point of emphasis before that game. We played tough all year, and you're not going to get far in the playoffs or even have a ch- or have a chance to win the state title unless you are a tough, te- tough, and a physical team. It's just not going to happen. Well, they deserve the ranks. Uh, so do you. They do. I, I mean, know when you, you volunteer, I and I know I give you grief about playing "Let It Go" from Frozen <laughs> to the high school crowd, but you're in charge. I'm not gonna. I, I don't judge friends by the music they listen to. Well, I appreciate. It. I don't. And if you got the Frozen soundtrack on in your vehicle, then. More power to you, and I hope you get some counseling. Uh, John Van Vanderwall <laughs> is in studio, former major leaguer. I'm more of a high school musical guy. I like that. Wow. Okay. You know, I, I appreciate our friendship, but it <laughs> has to be on a need-to-know basis. You know, <laughs> the next year if we go up to Aga Ming, I've got the uh, the soundtrack. We're going to pop it high in. High school musical, oh, yeah. wall dance uh, <laughs> on the seventh grade at Aga <laughs> That'll be great, John. I can't wait. I'll circle the calendar uh, right now. All right, back to A.J. Hinch getting the extension. Was it deserved? Yeah. Right now it is. I feel that him and Harris probably had a prior relationship. They worked well together last year. They had some success, although most of it being that they were in the AL Central. So they work well together with success. He's going to get an extension. Now, I still feel that they've got to go out and they've got to do it. I think they have a good blueprint. They have a, a leader who has been tutored by one of the best in Chicago. And you see that circle of trust, all those guys. There's guys from that circle of trust who are now in Detroit. The guy in Arizona was from there. They went to the World Series. I believe there is a blueprint that he's going to follow the same blueprint. I think that Chris Illich will spend money and when the t- everyone says he won't and he needs to go, I believe he'll spend money if the time is right, but they still have a lot of problems on that team. I mean, they don't have pitching. Um, the hitting, I like the hitting part of it. There's people that don't, I still feel that their hitting instructors or coaches and stuff did a phenomenal job with a lot of these kids last year. So there's a good foundation that they've built on. Now let's see what they they do moving forward. You like Maeda? He'll be a good third four starter, right? Veteran third four yeah. guy. Yeah, he's he is definitely the third. You know Manning, who I did say this past summer that he's not that good. I I read an article in Facebook. I know it's Facebook, but I read an article and the truth starts coming out on what people think about their players and they don't have a good feeling about Manning. They think that they can get rid of him and get another piece. I think they're going to try to get another hitting piece. Jackson Job is going to be in the big leagues next year. So they need another starter. They're going to they're going to try to pick somebody up probably with the Manning trade or their or with Badu going. I think Badu's gone. I read that in that article too, and I I believe that because they're they're too left handed dominated. They're going to try to get something. Uh, they still think that they have the pitching, and I was it kind of made me feel a little bit better when I because I liked Matt as a player when he was here at West Michigan, but I just don't like what he gives the Tigers. There's too many of him on that rotation. So they got to get rid of somebody. Yeah, speaking of that rotation, on the Tigers' website, they list their rotation. Their one starter is Maeda, who they just signed. Manning listed at two, Fiedo at three, and Reese Olsen at four. That tells you the urgent button needs to be hit on pitching yes. this offseason because they're rolling into 2024 season in the worst division in baseball. Like you said, I, I agree with you. The hitting defense uh, are, are fine. Bullpen, a few arms. Uh, still needed, but 
And I, I'm in that camp that at least two starters and at least two arms for the pen. If they want to push to be 500 in 2024. I agree. Totally agree. That's where they have to, they have to go. And Reese Olson has to keep, has to sustain what he did in his brief stint with the Tigers. You know, Tarek Skubal's got to stay healthy. Maeda's a fossil, but he knows how to pitch. There's two spots there. Now, Fayedo's not the dude. Manning's not the dude. I don't know who else they think. I mean, Jackson Job, I believe, is probably, if he starts off hot in April and May, is going to be up quick. There's something about this guy, and I have never seen him throw, but there is something that people are excited about. And you just don't bring a kid down to the Arizona Fall League and let him throw innings down there unless they have a plan in 2024 for him to be in the big leagues. He's going to be in the big leagues if he if he starts out fast. In the yeah, in spring training, right? And Not then, spring training, but in the minor leagues. He's probably going to get four or five starts. If he dominates, AAA, right? Double A, triple A, he dominates, he's going to be in the big leagues. And I did see that they are saying Javi Baez is out there on the market. It would be great if somebody said, you know, maybe a reclamation project, we could use his defense. If they could get rid of him. Uh, second base, I, I like McKinstry. I don't know if he's the truly everyday type of guy uh, with Ibanez, uh, you know, third base, uh, some decent depth there. Uh, there. There's still holes when you look at this. You know, A.J. Hinch is sub 500, but he came in really from ground zero uh, in, on the rebuild. And there's still a lot of work. And Harris and Greenberg, the new GM, I like what they're doing. They're showing some Consistency moving forward, giving Hinch the extension, right? Yeah. And, and they're going to, and Maeda is a decent pickup. He's going to win you 10, 12, 14 games probably, and he's going to go take the ball every Do you think day. they'll spend money on a potential winter meetings, uh, an ace? Uh, you think they could go out and, because Rodriguez is done, you know, he's going to sign with another team during the winter meetings. Do you think they'll go spend some money to try and get a number one in there? They should. But they probably won't because they still look at their team as a sub five hundred team. Yeah, are they ready a year from now? Now, if your shortstop comes up, and I still think he's still the ace in the hole. I, I still have faith that he's going to find it. I, as you mean, yes. I he can't he can't be this bad for two years and and stink it up in the third year. I mean, everyone loves his defense. I, I to me, he's a second baseman. Um. He is the wild card. I believe he's going to find it this year. And I, I said it last year, too, he's going to find it. But just his track record doesn't dictate the two years that he had. I mean, there's I could fix this guy in, you know, this we're playing name that tune. I could fix him in, in a very short time. I know what he's doing wrong. Were you waiting for me to say I could fix him in, in a shorter time? <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I never played in the major leagues, but like Vandy, I'm not even in the Sparta Hall of Fame, but he's in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. But I think you're dipping your shoulder. Yeah. He's doing some stuff that we could clean up in a a short. That's I. Well, they did. And and flip it around the staff. They a lot of guys have hitting on their resume. So to me, what, what I feel from what you said all along, all last season, that they they need better hitting instructors at the major league level. Yeah, I, and a system developing all the way down. It has to be consistent from the bigs all the way down to rookie ball. Well, correct. And what has happened, and we have already talked about this, but 
you know, the, the propeller heads came in and they put in the the hit doctor stuff, you know, dropped the backside collapse and everything. And the Yankees organization is in destruction mode. They got rid of it finally this past summer. And there's other organizations that got rid of all this stuff. So the hitting is coming back to where it should have been. Um, I think Javi started to get into some of that stuff and he can't get back out. Because everyone wanted the three-run jack, right? Yeah, everyone wants the three-run pump. Everyone wants to put it up in the air. Well, the, the problem is, and they're doing it with the high schools and stuff down here, is that the problem is is that most 98% or 99% of these kids don't have big league hands that can do it. So they can fix them. The guys there, I'm, I, I'm sure know what to do, but would he listen? I mean, that's why I'm not a coach and I would never go back and coach and in professionals, I would tell him exactly how he sucks and what he needs to do, and he will suck until he changes. But he has been so low sucking his thumb in the corner right now for two years is that he needs to start listening to somebody. And I, I, and, I have, and I have total confidence that these guys there probably know what to do. It's just that he's not listening. He needs to start listening. If he listens and they clean him up, you've got your big hitter. I think you could be a major league manager. I'm, I'm dead serious. And talking to you the last couple of years and just knowing your personality and who you are, you really could be a big league manager. Speaking of big league <laughs> managers, I want to get your thoughts on Leland into the Hall of Fame. Did he deserve it? We'll talk about that in our final segment together. Time always flies when John Vanderwall, the former major leaguer, a member of Cooperstown, the elite of the elite, the most pinch hits in a single major league baseball season out of Hudsonville, Michigan, played at Western Calls. Grand Rapids area home. We'll do another segment with JV talking baseball next. From Detroit to Petoskey, this show is huge. Get your groove on. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night, Montel Jordan. Start at $53 on sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he is a managing shareholder at Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew at the end of the year. And with the merger, there is growth and a chance for you to fill an executive or other high-level finance-related roles, either at Bean Garter here in downtown Grand Rapids or over at the Dorn Mayhew World Headquarters in Troy or at any of their offices across the country and around the world. They have a national specialized talent pool with ideal candidates for long-term placement, ongoing support for post-placement success. So if you're looking for that next chapter, in your professional career, talk to Josh Garvey and the team at Bean Garter. Easiest way, you can call Bean Garter, ask for Josh Garvey, or go to their website, B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-R.com, or look for Bean Garter, soon to be Dorn Mayhew, on Facebook and on Twitter. Deck your cart with Meyer Savings. This year, give the gift of savings from Meyer. Santa Bucks will save you plenty. Plus, stack your savings when you shop super low prices with the Meyer Super Sale. Ho, ho, ho. Savings for all. Don't wait to shop and save with Super Sale and Santa Bucks. This Friday and Saturday only at Meyer. Plus, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. 
huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktails available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Segment two, hour one on a Tuesday broadcast. John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, calls West Michigan home in Cooperstown, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Most pinch hits in a single MLB season. And Jim Leland will join you, Jonathan, uh, in the Hall of Fame. I got that surprising news yesterday, and I'm like, I I get he managed a long time in the big leagues, uh, but you know I I I don't get it. But I think you are rewarded for longevity when it comes to Major League Baseball, and he's going to Cooperstown. Yeah, he's going to Cooperstown. He a van. First of all, a fantastic person, a great manager, did win a World Series, uh, and I am have a token ball in the Hall of Fame. You know, he is in the Hall of Fame. The, the, the problem with I see happening to the Hall of Fame is it used to be this very, very small percentage of people that were inducted in the Hall of Fame. For instance, as a hitter, what do you need? 3,000 hits? Right. 500 or 700 home runs? 5 to 700 home runs? Uh, I don't remember the batting average, but you needed at least 3,000 hits or 700 home runs to get in. As a pitcher, you needed 300 wins. As a reliever, you needed 500 saves. It was exclusive. It was, it was a, a exclusive. There you right? go. I've you know I'm 57. I, you got the words right. Now it's just ballooned out to okay. This guy was a good player, so he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I just don't agree with that. There are some great. There's some great players who had great had. Great careers, but not Hall of Fame caliber careers. That are they're in the Hall of Fame now. Uh, the manager side is a little bit different. Um, I know they opened something. I don't know. They opened up the radio and all this other stuff, so they've got another band or another wing of the Hall of Fame. Jimmy's a great guy. Was a great manager. I have nothing but respect for him. Did you play with him in Pittsburgh? I never did. I played against him. Right. I've um, chatted with him. Um, why, why was he likable? Because most players talk about the respect they have for him. Me as a broadcaster, I had to look at 2006 and 2013, and I, I thought he underachieved. He really didn't have a bullpen. But, man, when you look back on the players he had during his run in Detroit, there should have been at least one, if not two, maybe even three World Series celebrations. I believe he's honest with people. With the players? Yeah. I think he talks to people. He doesn't. You know where you stand? You know where you stand. And he's personable. He can talk with anybody. He can laugh. He can drink. He can sing. He's a great singer, by the way. Great karaoke singer. Really? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he can light it up, man. Have you have you have you been in a bar where he was singing? I have not, but I've heard hundreds of people talk about how old Jimmy can get a little winged up and he can sing with the best of them. So, um, he's just a great guy. I I will congratulate him. It's a great honor. You know, I saw a little piece with him on on Facebook about he was getting interviewed on the MLB Network and. I guess one thing that hit me was that he always put his cleats on every day. And that really kind of hit me is like, wow, he's one of the old school guys that he actually played for a little bit in the minor leagues, but he always wore spikes even when he was managing. And I was like, yeah, he did do that. So I have uh, congratulations to him. You know, who knows what uniform he's going to wear. I I would dare guess he's going to wear the Marlins because that's where he won his world series. You know, I know that Detroit's all over him right now with, with stuff in the paper and stuff, but I would bet that he's going to be a Marlin just because that's where he won it. Yeah, in the Hall of Fame, it, it was about, uh, you know, the elite of the elite. Yes. Right? And, and it was to get there, it, it like NFL, it takes a lot to get there, yeah. right? And it is ironic that Leland gets in and Bond still isn't in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and, you know, the other thing about this whole Hall of Fame thing is there was there's just a bunch of guys who've gotten in that again great phenomenal players that didn't have the numbers and then you had a guy like Trevor Hoffman who had over 500 saves and he had and he had to get voted in by his peers which is absolutely ridiculous so things are strange in baseball I wish that they still would have kept this exclusive club that you know maybe it's every one or two years maybe like Derek Jeter unbelievable he's a Hall of Famer you know, Trevor Hoffman, who should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer, but eventually got in, is a Hall of Famer. I mean, there's guys that are Hall of Famers, but it's just, it's too wide range now. Johnny, a great baseball conversation on this Tuesday broadcast. Always appreciate you stopping in. Tell uh, Coach Rogers and everybody at FHE, congratulations. Okay, my man? You got it. All right, John Vanderwall, former major leaguer, calls West Michigan home when we talk Tigers and Major League Baseball. JV. I will step up to the mic here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com slash business. Member FDIC equal housing lender. Huge here for Van Andel Institute Purple Community. Now they're a grassroots fundraising network powered by the volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve health now and in the future. Learn more at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence. Bursting with excitement and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours. At the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. 
If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Huge show is back live across Michigan. The only show where the people have a voice. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Each and every week we get together with former Michigan head basketball coach John Beeline and talk hoops from Michigan, Michigan State, the Big Ten to the Pistons. And coach is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Hey, how are you, Bill? I'm pumped up. I kind of feel it. A little chill in the air. We get Big Ten play tonight with Indiana at Michigan. Wolverines are a big favorite in that game. We'll get to that in a moment. Why are they favored? And also Wisconsin and Michigan State. What a way to start the Big Ten schedule for Izzo at the Breslin tonight in East Lansing. And we'll talk about the Pistons as they're navigating one of the worst stretches in franchise history. But uh, let's begin uh, with Michigan-Indiana tonight at Chrysler. Yeah, you know, Michigan went all the way out to Oregon. Not an easy trip, obviously, to play one game. And that was an impressive uh, performance, especially, you know, for the most part, Doug McDaniel was just outstanding. That was, he put up Trey Burke type of numbers out there. uh, And he's just a little guy. So a guy like that, uh, Bill, he can keep you in some games. And dang, they almost won it out there. And Oregon's not one of their better teams, but it is a good basketball team. So that, you know, that showed me what I saw earlier in this year. They went to St. John's when they they beat some other team, some other teams along the way early that they were blowing teams up by thirty or forty. Uh, so I think they have talent. I think that that it's been really tough with, you know, uh, Coach Martelli coaching now, and, and there's no way you can solve it. I mean, Juwan's going to have to take over it one day. I don't know if he's coaching tonight or not, but. Um, they did. I was really. Uh, I'm optimistic about their season, even if it was a loss at Oregon. Yeah, I'm looking at Michigan, and I watch that Oregon game as well, especially the finish in the OT. And I'm really impressed with the athletes that this team has. I did not see this coming, and they're a seven point favorite tonight at home against the Hoosiers. And the Big Ten is off to a crazy start. Northwestern beat Purdue, then Purdue turns around and just hammers. Uh, Iowa, the score wasn't as bad as the loss was in my mind. And now you get Izzo and 
Michigan State tonight, but I'll give Phil Martelli and that coaching staff credit as yep. Juwan Howard is working his way back, uh, but uh, a solid start to the year for Michigan. Yeah, they, I mean, they have had, they've, they've lost some games. I'm sure they like to have back, but I, I think we're going to find out a lot about them, you know, in this week. They go to Iowa later on, or later on next weekend, but tonight against Indiana, we're going to find out a lot, but I think some, answer, some things were answered for me when they went out to Oregon. Out now, Doug, Dougie, he can't get hurt now along the way. He's got to stay healthy because he is their, they're really a, the the one accomplished guard right there that you can count on every day. But we're going to find. Listen, the other things happening tonight in Big Ten. I mean, Florida Atlantic is, believe it or not, you know they're going to Illinois. That place will be packed because Florida Atlantic's coming to town but is a Final Four team that is really good again. So we're going to find, know a lot about the Big Ten this week uh, in Michigan's game with Indiana and, and obviously the Wisconsin-Michigan State game is always, it's always goes down to the end, and it's such a physical game every year. John Beeline, former Michigan coach, joins us every week on the Huge Show. We talk hoops from Michigan to Michigan State to the Pistons. Also, John will be a part of the Big Ten studio TV coverage for hoops after the first of the year on the Big Ten uh, network. Uh, let's move on, talk about Izzo, Michigan State. It will be a rowdy uh, Breslin Center. Uh, Izzo and the Spartans, their losses are to quality teams. I heard Tom on his coach's show last night. He sounds comfortable, which I think is always a good sign. And I think this is an early must win tonight against Wisconsin for the Spartans. Yeah, you all, you know, Tom's, he's always got this really crazy, hard schedule to start. And it really doesn't read much into the season other than you know they're going to compete. But now I think we'll really find out who they are. They've been tested. You know, that the I like a lot of things about them, Bill, but still the shooting overall now, I think after after 15 games, we'll know not, we'll know more. We're approaching, what, nine games coming up, eight, nine games coming up. But still, if you look at it, they're, they're in the bottom part of the Division One in three-point shooting and also in, in free-throw shooting. So he's going to need that not only to win games, but for spacing on the floor, give Hall some room, room to move. Um, it's, it's, it's concerning to me now because it's after seven or eight games. They did get a little bit better there against Georgia Southern, but uh, it does concern me uh, that I don't think you can win in the Big Ten without shooting. I really don't think you can. There's just too many tough arenas to play in. And somewhere that usually comes around for him and, and, and Michigan State, they're going to need it to, against Wisconsin. John Beeline joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, uh, talking hoops. Uh, from Michigan State, Wisconsin, let's move on to the Pistons' 18-game uh, uh, losing streak or 17 game losing streak, two and 18 on the season. Worst team in the NBA. Year four, Troy Weaver's tenure as GM. Brought in Monty Williams, new coaching staff, new support personnel. Uh, Bogdanovich, you were right. Him back uh, gave them much needed points in their last loss, where they had a shot to win. They just are losing games late. Uh, is it the bench? Is it guys playing two minutes? Or too many minutes. Uh, they've had a. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say half of their games where they've led at some point, uh, halftime or late in the second half. Why so many collapses 
in the third and fourth quarters for the Pistons? Well, as I said before, your bench is really important to you because they have to play. Your starters cannot just go more than 30, 30 minutes, 35 minutes usually uh, because over the long season they'll get worn out. Uh, so uh, they have played. Then Bob Donovich came back this Saturday, so that was good. And I was, as I said, count on 20, I think he got 22. And so that really helped. And they played better at New York. So their last two games, they've led or done pretty well in the game. I think right now, Monty's got to figure out what, who's starters, what are my rotation. Thompson's out of the lineup right now, their first-round draft choice, because the spacing's so bad with him because he's not a three-point shooter. And there's no, I don't understand that ever, why they rush rookies and put them in the starting lineup right away. Then they can, you know, they yes, they might be successful, but they can. They also are going to have a hard time, and then to move them to the second team is hard. And I'll, it's not the Pistons. A lot of teams do this. I would have preferred bring him off the bench and let him come in slowly because now he's coming off the bench. So I, I just think that's an issue. You don't have the consistency of who's in in game time at winning time with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. It's been a different mix of people. And that's what they got to figure out because it's an unforgiving lead. You don't get to go, okay, let's go get some guaranteed games and fatten up the skit. Our, our record, every night you're playing somebody good. They got a chance against Memphis this, this week, uh, Wednesday, to play better and, and get, just get, and have some time to practice too. But it's, it's not easy. They're, they're, they have, they're in a tough situation. Losing streaks are hard on teams, coaches, fans, mentally especially the players and the coaches. From all your days as a head coach at so many different levels, John, what was the longest losing streak you had to deal with as a head coach? Wow. I think with Cleveland, I, we might have had a 9 or a 10-gamer a couple of times that were just – you played 10 playoff teams in a row, and you're trying to rebuild with, with you know an 18-year-old uh, guard and and – so that, that was really hard. But I think in Michigan, even in, in, um, in my first year, we might have lost seven, eight, nine. Oh, it is, it is so difficult. You just want one win, just one win, any way you can get it, get in any ugly fashion. And it just, there's a different tone to practice about it, but it is really hard for the Pistons every day to watch video and try and get better. They need to get healthy against Memphis here or, they got some more tough games waiting after that. So it's hard, and, and I probably wouldn't be talking with you right now, Huge, if I'd had a whole lot of long winning streaks or losing streaks. I probably wouldn't have ever made it to Michigan. So fortunately, we were able to avoid them. John Beeline every week talking hoops here on the Huge Show across Michigan. Look for John in studio, Big Ten Network basketball coverage after the first of the year. Johnny. Always good stuff with you, my man. My best to you and your family, and we'll talk next week. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, John Beeline. Talking hoops just commands instant respect, doesn't he? He's an awesome dude on and off air. I have a message from my friends at Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U. They have a huge giveaway for the holidays. Now, you can get the gift cards in their holiday tier program at Urban U locations in West Michigan and also in Northville on the east side of the state. But if you want a chance at winning a Glow 2 facial for you and to give one as a gift to somebody in your life, 
Go to the Huge Show Facebook page. Pin to the top, you'll see the simple way to enter to win. Just go to the Huge Show Facebook page, and you could win that huge holiday giveaway from Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U. That's a Glow 2 facial that helps improve your skin's moisture and works overtime to replenish dry and dull skin during the winter months. And you'll be able to give one away as a holiday gift. And also, for the guys and the ladies listening, if you're looking for a great Christmas gift, something unique, Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U, can set you up with that holiday tier program, gift cards, whatever you need. Just go to theurbanu.com. But if you want to enter to win those two Glow 2 facials, just go to the Huge Show Facebook page, and you can enter, I think, until December 20th. Uh, You'll see it pinned to the top, and thanks to Nicole and the team at Michigan's favorite med spa, Urban U, with three locations in the Grand Rapids metro area and on the east side of the state in Northville. Now, if you miss anything with this show, simple and easy, just search The Huge Show where you download podcast. Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It's our number two on a statewide Tuesday broadcast on the only syndicated afternoon sports radio show in Michigan. 19 radio stations strong for the one close to you. Go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the live online stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Now over the next hour and 45 minutes or so, Jeff Risden from Lions Wire, Draft Wire. You can follow both of them on Facebook and Twitter. Part of the USA Today Network, also online at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N, one of our Lions NFL insiders, also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast you can hear on YouTube. And he will jump in in a moment. We'll look back at the win Sunday in New Orleans and look ahead to the road trip to Chicago, the rest of the schedule. Can the Lions get to that two seed? I think the one seed may be out of reach, but it is the NFL, and it seems to be week to week, and you never know. But they're looking really good to win the NFC North. But there is a sidebar note here. The Packers have a schedule where they could win out. And the officials, by the way, uh, they just had a parade down Lombardi (laughs) Avenue uh, in Green Bay. They honored the officials from the Kansas City game for the no call on pass interference. They're being enshrined right next to Star, Lombardi, and Brett Favre, minus the welfare checks. That will be in Green Bay. Congrats 
to the Zebras for giving the Packers the victory over the Chiefs. Rizzy, welcome back, my man. That was awful the other night. That, that was blatant. Now, you know, crews need to be suspended. Like, players are suspended for doing things wrong. A message needs to be sent where refs are suspended for obvious no calls. I would like to see more accountability on it. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and by the way, Dean Blandino, um, the former head of officiating who now does Fox College and NFL, he agrees with that. He wants there to be some recourse against officials that make that bad of a call or don't make that kind of a call. Uh, he's he's asked for that for years, and uh, he's right. <laughs> well, you know, in all sports, if officials can throw coaches, fans, players out of a game, out of a stadium, then the league should hold the refs accountable in all sports across the board it, it, it needs to go beyond just not getting playoff assignments that's not good enough look you're going to make mistakes i get that um i'm a high school sports parent i see mistakes all the time you learn to live with ones that don't necessarily impact the outcome of a game uh, but when they're that bad and that obvious you cannot you can't let that just go you know, the, the, the NFL has to do something there, whether it's docking game checks or, you know, the problem is, is that there's nowhere, nowhere really where they're developing officials. Now, the, now that that XFL, um, USFL combination is, is going to be a start for that. And that, that's a good thing. But the, the, uh, the, the refs have a little bit too much job security there. It's less than it is or it's greater in in the NFL than it is in the NBA, where, you know, you have college basketball, you have the G League where they're you know, training people. And most of the refs that are coming into the, the NBA now were, were doing gold games not long ago, and they're they're getting better. Um, I will say that as somebody who watches an inordinate amount of the NBA. I think the NBA officiating is getting better. Amen. Um, College yeah. basketball officiating is still the same guys because <laughs> it's still pretty you, you see the same guys work in different conferences because these guys will go work four games in a week and get big paychecks. You would think with all the money out there that the NFL would hire their own officials that would be employees that would be evaluated that would be trained okay with the you know franchises now upwards of what you know like 7 billion or whatever for Dallas the value yeah. uh, go have your own officials just like the Big 10 should hire not guys who are doing it part time you have full time crews and they're doing it to save money when the officials become some of the most important pieces in your biggest games one of the things that you you learn from watching a lot of college football is that there are coaches who do adapt to the crew that they're going to get. Like, oh, we know this guy won't call holding down the field on on the defense. Uh, I I know I know for a fact that UCLA uh, has a couple of officiating crews in mind when they do that, and they will tell their cornerbacks, "Hey, grab them. They're not going to call it." Uh, that's that's fairly endemic at the college level. They've they've got a. You know, I, and I, I don't profess to know the what the answer is, but uh, starting with maybe finding them game checks for for obviously impacting the Chiefs would have won that football game if not for that call. That was game over with the pass and, interference, right? And Just they game over, and they didn't, and that's that's frustrating. Now the refs did miss a call on the other side when, when they called the uh, the unnecessary roughness. That was a clean hit on Mahomes. That that was in balance. That shouldn't have been flagged either. So it's. It's rough, man. But uh, Holmes gets the calls. It's the Michael Jordan theory, right? Yeah, absolutely. He, he's but it, it happens in Green Bay way too much. I think the crowd intimidates the refs in Green Bay. They, they're they're like a college crowd. Not that they're nasty or Philly like. 
but it's yeah. loud. It's a night game. You you want to walk out. It's human nature to want to be accepted. NFL, I agree with you, needs to do more. Uh, from that game, though, uh, the Lions, their magic number's three, right? Yes. They still have that three-game lead over uh, the Packers. They look like they're set up to win the NFC North. We'll get to that in playoff positioning. But what do you take from the New Orleans game that tells you the Lions we saw earlier this season are back? I think the fact that they won the game when they weren't the better team. On the road. Yeah, on the road against a team that was, in fact, leading their division going into that game. I know I know they're 5-7, and seven, but such is the state of the NFC South, which, by the way, the Lions swept the entire division this year. Good for them. Do they get a trophy? Uh, that'd be nice. They could hang a banner. You know, we, we don't... Lions are notorious for hanging banners. What was their last one they hung? Was it the wild card playoff participant or uh, something? It, it was. Yeah. It was something like the Colts are even worse at that. They. Uh... Oh, we'll get to the Colts. They're playing some good football. They. They are. They are Shockingly. really. They are playing. There, there are some teams right now where you see coaching and the difference yeah. in coaching can make from one year to the next because it's the NFL. It's not a college system where you need a couple, three years uh, to get it going if you have a great staff. But a lot of storylines in the NFL. But yeah. let's stay with the Lions here. Uh, what They won on the road. What else did you see? I saw golf make tough throws. Uh, J-Mo's speed being exposed more on film can only help the Lions. Gibbs-Montgomery back to being that tandem they were against uh, the Chargers, right? They uh, they were they were good. They could have been better, but they were good. God, that start was unbelievable. That, that oh was, my god! I, I think they're pacing for a hundred. It was uh, it was one of those things where it almost felt too good to be true, and it wound up being almost too good. To well, be the true. fans needed it. The team needed it after how tough did. the last three weeks have been. You know, one of the keys to victory that a lot of us. Um, I know you had Jeremy Reisman on yesterday, and and he had it, and I had it, and other people had it as well. Come out strong. Show that you're moved beyond the loss to Green Bay. And they, that you're not the same old Lions. They did that. Absolutely. And they nailed it. And Dan Campbell had his team ready to roll. That He deserves credit for that. Uh, after after he didn't a couple of weeks in a row. Uh, so I, I feel like Dan Campbell sort of got the the eh, out of his system. Now, it came back, and, and I there was, just, there was a lot of frustrating things about that game. No doubt about it, but the the ability for the the them to respond to adversity within that game because the Saints were coming back, they had all the momentum, and then the Lions did in fact close the door with their defense. Um, I know it took Jameis Winston coming into the game um, off of Bruce Irvin's illegal hit. Um, thank you, Bruce, for that. And I, and I like nice. Bruce's uh, burst to the QB. He looked he looked he'll like be, he he'll still be a got great it. situational guy for the Lions. Yeah, and situationless. He's either. not Chase Young, you know. He's not Sweat. No, but they needed they needed a body like that. They they didn't need that. They needed a guy who could win over either shoulder of a tackle opposite Hutchinson, and he did that. He won inside. He won outside. Uh, he he didn't play a whole lot. I think he played eleven snaps. Uh, he got the quality snaps. He got three quarterback hits in those eleven snaps. That's 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 what exactly what everybody wanted. Hutchinson, by the way, was phenomenal. Doesn't have it on the stat sheet, but he had more pass rush wins than anybody except one player last week. And that's, you know, he, again, he's not getting home because he's getting, you know, double, triple teamed. Saints didn't really triple team him much, but they always had four hands ready to, to be on him. And uh, he, he won quite a few of those. It, 
it was impressive. I, I did the film review this morning, and I'm like, wow, man, he was. I don't know why fans hate this guy because he's playing so well. Well, they want to see numbers. It'd be like a quarterback playing well, but he's not throwing TDs. Yeah, it reminds right? me. It reminds me of when I was when I was in Cleveland covering the Browns, and Miles Garrett uh, was just destroying people left and right. But he only got like only eleven and a half sacks, and there were fans who were like, "Bossed, weak, get him out of here. He's nothing." Media hype. Um, I'm I'm feeling that a little bit with Hutch right now. Like now Browns fans have been spoiled with all those good teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I liked everything about the game. There there is a a pulsing, almost hit the emergency button. The injuries and the constant cycling out on the offensive line as we yeah. go deeper into the season, Rizzy. Uh, to me, that you know, Reg now out with the the, the leg the. A cleat to the calf, back of the leg, uh, the way they keep rotating in, I, I don't know if that's sustainable for you to have the finish and win playoff games if you don't have your big boys up front. And I'll tell you, the the decline in the Lions' offense in that game didn't directly coincide with Ragnar going out, but it was pretty darn related to it. Graham Glasgow um, is really good at right guard for the most part. At center, he's taking space. He's not. He's not a negative but he's not the asset that Frank Regno is. And then you bring Colby Sorsdal in, and he is just not ready. Mm. It's, and it's been painful the last couple of weeks that he's not ready. And and Coyote Aoshika, who they tried in the other game where, where Jonah Jackson was, I like, he's he's just not good. <laughs> like, I hate to say that, but he, he had two really good plays at the start of his shift, and then, then he went away, and it was real bad. Um, I I almost want to see Dan Skipper go in and play guard uh, the way he did a couple at the beginning of last season. Remember they gave him a game ball because he was phenomenal in a game. Now he's really really good as their extra tackle, and they didn't they did I not love score. him pulling by the way as the extra tackle. He's, he's he's very good at it, and the Lions don't score their first touchdown in that game without him doing it. Like he's really really good at it. But so how if they see that, how do they not put them on the offensive line right now considering the injuries? That, and that's that's the hard part. Is. There are some obvious things. I'll say this, and it's been with Dan Campbell and his staff since the start. They do some incredible things, and in what they're doing right now yes, at 9-3 and three is beautiful. But there's some obvious fixes that they have not that they've not addressed where you you can see it, I can see it, fans who are buying their season, tickets can see it. I don't know if they're stubborn and want to do it their way or if there are other reasons that we have no clue about. I would say that on a couple of them, um, I know people are upset about the the lack of activity at the trade deadline. Well, they did get DPJ not exactly working out. He was. Uh, he almost had a TD. It was tipped by his own guy. Did you see that? Yes. Was- and so... When that happened, I that thought it was in the Saints game, right? Yeah, yeah. he was in the back of the I end zone. I thought the pass was to Amon Ra cutting low. No, that that Amon Ra darn near intercepted that ball. Off. The, the pass was yeah. to uh, it was it was DPJ and he was open in the back of the end zone. Exactly. It would have been a touchdown. So, you know, you, you got to give him a little bit of credit on that. And uh, by the way, Amon Ra worst game he's played as a Lion against New Orleans. That was that was rough. Some drops and he, like, he, had, yeah. he, had, he had a drop. He had a mis misread route. He misread a coverage and broke the wrong way on another one. Wasn't his best blocking day. Like he just had a bad day. Um, fortunately enough, Sam Laporta. My goodness, nine catches, nine targets, hundred forty yards. Um, he is going to he is going to catch the Super Bowl era 
tight end record for uh, rookie production as a tight end. Uh, Mike Ditka actually predates that. He holds, he holds the record. I don't think he's going to catch Ditka, but he's going to be pretty darn close. Beyond C.J. Stroud, he might be the second-best rookie in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Right? It's a good rookie C.J. Stroud is playing out of his Stroud. mind. The, the, the Houston Texans have already gone well over their season win over under total. Oh. They were projected 4.5 was their over-under the line. They're 7-5, they're, they're, right and, and when you saw what happened with the Jacksonville last night, they're a game back, and they still have to play in Houston. That's uh, And, you know, in Lawrence Ankle, he's getting an MRI – so it looked pretty painful. Could be a high sprain. I'm not a doctor, so but he, I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> Those are good. Those waffle machines are great. They are. Uh, he, uh, I don't like them. He has a little bit of that Eric Ebron. I like the fake eggs. The, 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 yeah. Yeah. I hate fake fake yeah. eggs. I, I, yeah. Oh, God. They're they're not good. That's um, horrible. I'll take a waffle. Mm, waffle bacon right now. Yeah, that sounds great. That does sound good. Where's does, lunch? Where, hey, <laughs> Where's dinner? Superfly. Go get a waffle maker and make Rizzy and me some... Waffles, just like they do at Holiday Inn Express. It, it, it will make us smarter, too. One, th- one thing to cycle back to the Colts real fast, because they're in the AFC South as well, and they're also in the playoff picture. A lot of Lions fans really wanted Shaq Leonard. Um, he signed with the Eagles. The Colts defense is so much better without him. Addition by subtraction. He was negative energy on a good team. Uh, living off of his prior legend, he is not anywhere close to the same guy. And the Colts saw it, and they they acted on it. Good for them. Um, I like it when teams do that. I kind of hope that the Lions come to that realization this offseason with a couple of guys. Like, you know what? They're okay, but we're better if we move on from them. And uh, Goff's certainly not one of them. But there's... Teams, especially the the Parcells and uh, I'm sorry, the the Belichick tree, the Patriot Way guys, they wouldn't do that. Like it was obvious that Trey Flowers wasn't getting things done anymore. It was obvious that a couple other guys on that defense were just like, "Why are you here?" Well, it's obvious Mac Jones wasn't working this year, and Belichick just was stubborn and stuck with him. He did, and, and now Belichick to me is going to be coaching uh, Washington. He, you know, I'm looking at one of the, one of the teams where he'll fit, where they'll take him, and they'll be a great hire as a smokescreen for you know. And they got Howell. They got a good quarterback for they do a good young quarterback. They got some good young targets. They got good young talent. I Belichick with his resume is not going to be on the beach. He's not. No, he's one of those guys. He's going to be like Bear Bryant. He's going to he's he's retire and die. At the worst, he'll be Saban's offensive coordinator. That would be fun. They love each fun. other at the worst. Uh, if this is his final year, which I think it is in New England, I think only, most I think most people in New England think that now. And then Kraft is going to do what? You know, you're going to Josh McDaniels. No, you cannot go back down. You might as well <laughs> Charlie Weiss. Oh my I god! I mean, Matt, Matt Patricia is going to be available because uh, well, they already fired him. Yeah, he could. He or demoted him. Where uh, he's in Philly now? Yeah, right. He was yeah, demoted in New England. Darius, he and Darius Slate. That I don't know who their next head coach is. I don't know. I, I don't know that that whole. Kraft coach want to pick it because he wants to be Jerry Jones, right? Yeah, I'll tell you a guy that would fit is Antonio Pierce if the Raiders don't keep him. Uh, he do, he does have a cup of coffee with the Patriot Way. He's he's doing a really good job with Vegas as, well, as Vegas good had, as you can do. Vegas with that had, team. has to keep him because they're going to get a quarterback. In the draft, okay? You would think so. I, I would think so. I would, I would hope but, so but for I'll their tell you, fans' Jake Browning, what he did last night for the Bengals, uh, he, he he made some money off that game tape from last he, night he on the road did. against Jacksonville. He did, and playing smart, and, and 
he did what what you want your backup quarterback to do. He he fed the playmakers. He didn't try to get too cute. He didn't try to win the game himself. He's like, hey, Jamar, I got you. Oh, hey, um, T. Higgins is back. Hello. T. T. Higgins was back. Hey, boy. Joe, Joe Mixon ran very hey, well last you, you night. You mentioned Mixon. Boy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Maybe it's not Joe Burrow. <laughs> I was watching that game thinking, you get those great athletes. And what would Burrow have at LSU? Jefferson and Chase, right? He did. He did. Um, I, and you think you know, the Brown family's going, and we paid him all that money. But Burrow does have a swagger and big Bur- games. Burrow brings. When healthy. Yes, right? he does. Uh, I will say that the uh, the run that Jake Browning had was something that I did not think. I didn't think he had that club in the bag. He was good at Washington. He was he a was real good, good college quarterback at Washington. But in, in the NFL evaluation process, I'm like, yeah, he's not very mobile, not very big. He doesn't have a great arm. It's okay. Uh, but he's. Good for him, man, and, and good for the Bengals for overcoming a little bit of adversity and sticking in there. That AFC, the bottom of the AFC playoff picture, we don't have to worry about these things with the Lions because they're going to win the NFC North perhaps as early as, as next week. Especially, uh, the, But Green the, Bay has a schedule they can win out. They do. Um, fortunately, the Lions... Uh, they have to beat the Bears. Yes. Yes. Almost winning the Bears and Broncos, the next two, I think locks up the NFC North. For all intents and purposes, yeah. it would. And and Green Bay, you're right. Their schedule looks pretty light. I, we, we can't overlook Minnesota because they are on the schedule They have twice. no quarterback. No, Josh Dobbs done got figured out. They man. have no quarterback. <laughs> it's it's you 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 take I don't, Minnesota. I don't know if they're, don't know if they're going with Jaron Hall um, or what they might do, but uh, it's. I'll give Jordan Love credit, man. He looked like he wasn't ready for the stage in that first month. He did. And Lafleur. Uh, the officials, uh, everybody <laughs> together, work to help Jordan Love and the Packers. Uh, he he has really stepped up. He it's kind of freaky to watch that. Even his mannerisms on throwing resemble Rodgers. You can right? see the influence one hundred percent. Yeah, you can. And they were showing some of the replays on uh, Sunday Night Football in America as well, right? They were yeah. showing some of the replays there. But I'll give the Packers credit. Their defense is still. Solid, and you watch what they did to the Lions on yeah. Thanksgiving Day. That was one of the takeaways that I had from watching their their last game was that what they did to the Lions, like that wasn't necessarily all on the Lions. Like the Packers played pretty well, and they kept playing pretty well. Like you got to love getting rid of the ball quick for the most part, and every throw's not deep like he was doing on his reads early in the season. And that's that's a big part of it because their downfield game, they're dangerous. Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs. Both really good downfielders and Dontavian Wicks, too. They don't necessarily catch the ball all that well. Christian Watson had a drop rate in college of 24%. Romeo Dubs was at like 17 or 18 when he was at Nevada. It was one of the reasons why the Lions actually didn't like Dubs as a draft prospect, because he put the ball on the ground too much. Uh, they have figured out that he catches the ball shorter better, and they're working to that. You know, their coaching staff, begrudgingly, deserves some credit for Fixing their team and, and playing to the strengths of what their good players do. We talk about that all the time. That's what good coaches do. That's what Dan Campbell has been very good at, was not asking Jared Goff to be somebody other than Jared Goff. Not asking Alex Anzalone to be anybody other than the best Alex Anzalone he can be. And I think that's worked very well in Detroit. Um, it maximizes the, the the players that you have. I don't think Green Bay was doing a very good job of that for a while, and I think they're starting to figure that out, and that's... That's scary long term, but I, I, the the Lions, if they win two more games, 
they're, they're winning the North, and they're going to win two. That's why the next they two. Win three, they could win four. You can't lose <laughs> at Chicago or that Saturday night flex game now against Russell Wilson and the Broncos, who just lost to the Texans on Sunday, had a shot to win it. Uh, you can't lose those two. No, you, you just can't. can't. And, and not only for winning the NFC North, I'm talking for this momentum mojo you need to reclaim. And if you are truly a contender to win playoff games – you can't lose to the Bears on the road, and you can't lose to the Broncos at home. You just can't. Those those are losses that are very difficult to write off for a team that hasn't been there yet. Like San Francisco has a couple of real like head scratching losses on their resume this year too, but they've been there before. They are playoff tested. They have some pelts on the wall that Detroit doesn't have, and that that like organizational inertia um, is going to help them. Uh, the, and lo- the Lions have to learn how to get that. They don't have that yet. They got to learn how to win. And they did win on uh, Sunday, which uh, going to New Orleans, getting that W, that was, you know, if you go back to the start of the season for me, and Jeff Risden, by the way, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, co host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can watch and hear on YouTube at Jeff R I S D O N on Twitter. That was one of the circle games. At Dallas was a circle game. At Minnesota coming up was a circle game. At Kansas City, at. Green Bay, right, at, at Tampa. You know, if you look at what they've done on the road, at times they look so much better than they are at home, right? Look, look how that, that's, even the defense didn't play well, but look how good the offense was against the Chargers in L.A. And that's right? something that we talked about on the on the podcast last week, and we rushed to Kenny in at the end, but they're better on, on the road is than they are Is it less home. pressure maybe? I don't know what it is. Are they feeling they, it because they, they know do, the people want it so much in Detroit? They do play better on the road. They are certainly more resilient on the road than they are at home. Whether they're – I don't, and I don't know what it is. And is I, it bunker in the hotel the night before, it, it right? It could be. Like, like we, we, I got, the last time I talked to a Lions coach, which was before Thanksgiving, um, I sort of hinted at it, and he's like, no, nah, man, we're good. Um, so – it's it's like in their mind, but they're they're not they're not so it's not something that they're worried about. They love the fan support, uh, especially on the road. And one of the things that I I noted um, in watching the, the film of the Saints, when you watch the All Twenty Two, they show like a shot of the scoreboard and at, at midfield on the side, and you get to see the stands below it. At least half the, the fans were Lions fans in the in the expensive seats. Uh, in New Orleans, uh, that that was really you could hear cool it to see. during the game. Absolutely, you could hear it, and they're traveling. I, I saw Marty Boer from the Michigan Sports Network and his buddies a road trip like two games a year, and they had picked New Orleans uh, before the season started. <laughs> and you can hear it, and and this is not the pressure, but you're nine and three now. Okay, you're in. This is not even Barry Calvin territory. We yep. keep using uncharted waters as our little cliche. They haven't they, been nine to three since nineteen sixty two. And I just the only thing that pulses at me, Rizzy, is the constant injuries on the offensive line, which have been there since the start of the season. But they're still nine and three. They are. And other teams have flaws, too. And I think that's one of the things that we're starting to see. Except San Francisco right now, the Niners. But we saw it quickly a turn for them when they lost three straight. When they didn't have Debo Samuel. When uh, when Bosa, their Bosa brother. And I Chase Young confused. really helped the other side of that defense. He did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what he did actually was help their interior guys a lot. Because now they, they, they have to worry about that outside. And they didn't necessarily have to do that before. Like, they were okay there. But he, he has definitely brought a different dimension to that. Uh, 
they're going to have to pay for it at some point, and that's that's going to be difficult for them. But you know, it, it makes them the best team in the NFL right now. I actually saw a stat today where uh, they would be a in just starting out as a game, they would be a five point favorite on a neutral field against any other team right now, which is crazy to me. But they're they're playing very. Look low what right they've now. done. They blew out Jacksonville at Jacksonville. Blew out the Cowboys. Was a forty two ten at home. In San Francisco, and what they just did to the Eagles, who were the best team record-wise in football, yep. and one of the toughest places to play, in a late, you know, Saturday or Sunday evening, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening game, McCaffrey, Samuel, Brock Purdy is in that MVP conversation. Absolutely, he's he's playing great, and it's he's not, probably going to win it. I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to win it yet. I I tell you, um, you brought up C.J. Stroud earlier. He's going to be in the conversation yeah, right, if they make the playoffs. Is Lamar still in the conversation? He's kind of cooled a little bit. I know, I, uh, but he's he's playing really good football. So too. who's your who's your NFL MVPs right now? When we look through twelve games, I think give or take I for think most of the teams. Purdy, Lamar. Um, I will um, do a little bit of Cleveland homerism and put Miles Garrett in there. That defense, they have still allowed the fewest first downs through 12 games of loss, any so. team in NFL history, and he's a big part of that. That was a tough loss. That, that was rough. The Stafford and the Rams are playing well. They are 6-6 six and six you, as you well. You don't want to play them in the playoffs on. when they're getting healthy. We might have to have the conversation, Huge, about the Lions hosting Matthew Stafford and the Rams oh my God. in Ford Field in the first oh, round of the playoffs. Oh, are you kidding me? That's I, I can. Oh, and I for wonder folks who, for folks who are watching this on closed circuit TV that doesn't exist. Bill is beaming right now with that idea. No, no because I want I want you sellout fans to wear your Detroit Rams T-shirts you bought. <laughs> oh my! And then if Stafford ends their season, that would not. Oh be good. my God! That there is a I, Stafford and golf in the playoffs. It outside outside of the Super Bowl, outside of winning the Super Bowl. Not just going. That would that would feel like the Super Bowl there. Oh, absolutely it would. Stafford coming back, Goff against his old team, Holmes. Oh my God. I'm getting I'm getting goosebumps right now. I don't typically go to games. I would go to that one. Wow. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, because you're looking at the NFC playoff picture, which we'll get to coming up in our next segment. Also more on the Lions, the injury situation. If you do have a Lions comment or question. You can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Add HUGE Show on Twitter, The HUGE Show on Facebook. Also opt in on that HUGE text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Speaking of texting, how would you like to win Lomas Brown's tricked-out golf cart courtesy of Impact Power Sports? They're on 14 Mile in Rockford. They're Michigan's Yamaha golf cart destination. You can customize, design what you want on it, everything. Colors, logos uh, for your neighborhood, for your business, for the golf course. Uh, Talk to Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile in Rockford. Go out and see the selection of carts. You You can start with a Yamaha golf cart and turn it in to something that music, video, what do you need? Lights, the huge cart also is being done right now. We're not giving that one away, sorry, but we're giving away Lomas Brown's uh, golf cart. You're going to get an exact replica of the one he has. You can see it right now at Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, on the pin post. 
But if you want to enter to win Lomas Brown's golf cart, text IMPACT to 21000. We're going to give that away at our huge golf event at Tullymore next summer. So you have some time. Spread the word. Just text IMPACT to 21000. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. Merck Perks from Mercantile Bank is here. Merck Perks Checking has all you need to plan your busy lifestyle. Travel services for hotels, airfare and cruises, cash back rewards, and even savings on prescriptions, eyewear, and dental work. Merck Perks also includes all the traditional benefits you love, like online and mobile banking, and fee-free access to almost 40,000 MoneyPass ATMs. So when you're ready for Perks, Merck is here. Learn more at MyMerckPerks.com, member FDIC. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back, segment two, our number two on The Huge Show across Michigan. A Tuesday broadcast in progress, thanks to our friends from the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at Soren Eagle Casino. Com. Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire. You can follow both on Facebook, Twitter, online. Also, Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter, Lions NFL Conversation. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. I'm looking at the playoff picture in the NFC Today, Lions would 
be the NFC North champs. They would be hosting the Vikings, which I'd take in a heartbeat with no Ooh, quarterback. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eagles uh, would get the bye still, but that could change based on what happens this weekend against the Cowboys. Niners would host the Packers and the Falcons, the Cowboys. So that's shaping up to be a potential Eagles, Cowboys, Lions, Niners, NFC semifinals, as is right now. That's a good That's a good weekend of football. Wow. Uh, most people would not expect the Lions to win, quite frankly, any of those games. But they, if you get there, you've got a shot. That, that's been proven time and again. Weird things happen uh, when they're gonna, they, they would win a game going into that, beating, I, I, I think they're going to eliminate Minnesota when they beat them twice down the stretch or even just once uh, because the Rams are coming on strong. And there's, a, there's the potential Stafford, what we talked about last segment, Stafford in Detroit for the Lions hosting the first ever playoff game at Ford, Ford Field. Field. You, couldn't, you could not write a better script. The NFL scriptwriters got it going, baby. Mm. That's uh, that would be something. We well, got else, Seattle, believe it or not, has fallen into the ninth slot right now at six and six. You know, I think the realistic playoff teams because I don't have faith in New Orleans at five and seven no. or Tampa at nine and seven. So that pool on grabbing uh, spots six and seven really lie between the Vikings, who I agree will fall out, Green Bay, Rams, and Seattle, and out of those teams right now. I'd lean towards Green Bay and Seattle. They're both at 6-6. Six and six. Packers are in front of the Rams right now based on conference record. Stafford and Goff in the playoff opener. First ever playoff game at Ford Field. Come on. And make you, it happen. That would be the premier draw nationally for the weekend. Because they that have to be NFL a prime time that game. Would, that, would be, that would be their Saturday night primetime game for that weekend. Uh, which would be just Oh, I can glorious. see Stafford. I love Detroit, but today it's about the love I have for the Rams. And why is he sounding like Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> I don't know. I, I just hope that we don't have to deal with the Kelly Stafford podcast anymore. Oh, that was, that's that what was I want tedious. Jared Goss. Is, is it fiancé, right? I think yeah, Kristen Harper. Yeah. Oh, wow, she's gorgeous. She's very healthy. Yeah, and she's in that commercial. Aren't they in a Ford? Or I believe so. Or I don't really watch it's TV. Charity, so. It's a charity commercial they're in. I think for a charity in Detroit, they do a lot of work. Not by the way, Goff just doesn't do that. Like she gets involved in that stuff too. Yeah, she's awesome. And uh, one of the things that you learn about Jared Goff is that he's, he does not want credit for that, but he does a lot of that stuff. You know, I, and watching some of the Rams and the Browns the other day, or other day, I, I don't know if I want the Rams in that playoff opener. And I agree with you; the Vikings aren't going to hold on and. If it's Seattle coming to Detroit for the third time in two years, <laughs> they we do not match up well with Seattle. But they're not the same team do. without Walker. We were talking they're, before no, the show today. That's exactly right. And Geno Smith has kind of gotten figured out and in Lockett's the same way. Up that there in years, right? They're, they're uh, they really miss their right tackle. DK and is still DK. He, he's a nightmare matchup for everybody. But uh, the I, I I almost want to place like as far as X's and O's go, taking the Stafford coming Minnesota. back to Detroit factor out of it, I would like to play the Rams because they really struggle. 
when Stafford gets under pressure from the side, we, we all know that. Yeah. Their receivers, other than Cooper Cup, don't scare you. Puka Nakua, great story early One in the, the season. One of the great names ever, Puka Kanoa. He What's is he, no Puka Nakua. Oh, I, I said Puka Kanoa? Puka Nakua. Okay. Um, uh, he, he's kind of been figured out a little bit. He's also banged up. Their uh, their run game doesn't scare you. Their offensive line doesn't really like it. They're they're fine, but they're not they're not a team that's going to they're not a team that's set up to exploit Detroit's weaknesses. And I think that's where you look if you're going into the playoff matchups and who you want to play. Like Philly, we've seen that movie that we don't match up well with with what they do. San Francisco, nobody really matches up with them all that well, although I do think that the Lions have a better shot against them than the Eagles did uh, for the simple reason that the, the, and this is, this is the, the we got to say the quiet part out loud. Philly's defense isn't good either. They've given up more points than Detroit has. I don't think people have any concept that, that that's the status right now. But the, the Lions' defense is actually better than the Eagles in terms of points allowed. They're also better in the red zone. Uh, Philly is so dependent on getting takeaways for all the love that the Jalen Carter got. There's a guy that in his last five games, I tracked this the other morning, his last five games, he has seven tackles, one QB hit, no sacks and five accepted penalties against him. So for all the Lions fans that were belly aching that we didn't get him, he's hit the rookie wall freaking hard folks. <laughs> Jeff, Riz, <laughs> Jeff Riz did Lions wire. Uh, Draftwire, follow both on Twitter, Facebook, at Jeff R-I-S-D-O-N on Twitter. Joining us in studio, we'll be hanging around for another hour. You have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Our Honolulu Blue Huge Question of the Day, presented by Coppercraft Distillery. By the way, enjoy uh, Honolulu Blue, anytime you're in Ford Field, an adult-crafted cocktail, 21 and up, blue raspberry lemonade and vodka, and look for it at your local pub, restaurant, bar, or store in Michigan. Question of the day, how much would you love to see Stafford versus Goff in round one of the playoffs? 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at Hi, I'm Casey. I don't just work at Meyer. I shop there. Get a $10 coupon like I just did when you spend $100 or more this week in-store. Print it at checkout. Start redeeming next week. And get a Meyer Spiral Sliced Ham for 89 cents per pound with M-Perks. Discount automatically applied when you enter your M-Perks ID limit one. And save even more with M-Perks with a dollar off per gallon of gas. Get the same low prices in-store and online. For big deals and great quality, shop Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for Urban U. They are Michigan's favorite med spa locations throughout West Michigan and also on the east side of the state in Northville. And this is for any guy listening right now or lady. If you want the perfect holiday gift for somebody you care about, you need to think about the holiday specials happening at theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. And for the holidays, Urban U is offering holiday tiers. Until December 30th through the end of the year, purchasing a holiday tier is the perfect way to treat yourself or that person in your life that you care about, or your family. And you get your holiday gift shopping done quick at theurbanu.com. 
And what are holiday tiers? Holiday tiers are the best way to get rewarded big time for investing in your health, wellness, and beauty services. Simple and easy. If you want to take care of everything for the holidays, go to theurbanu.com. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment and only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI's science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Get your groove on. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thicke. Same show, same night, Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back, final segment, hour two on a Tuesday broadcast. A reminder, you can watch all of the NFL games, Lions and the Bears on Sunday at All Brands Steakhouse and Grills. For the one close to you, go to Brands.com. You'll find a Brands in Bay City, Brands in Caledonia, Brands in Holland, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown Grand Rapids, and Mike Brands Sr. has the Brands in Cascade, East of Town, and Liz Brands Stegeheis. And Sean Stegeheis have the Brands at 44th and Division in Wyoming. For the brands close to you where you can watch the Lions the rest of the season, go to Brands.com. Big. Bad. Huge. The following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. In Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. What's up, Michigan? It is our number three on a Tuesday broadcast on the only statewide syndicated afternoon sports radio show, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to the Huge Show. 
Net. I do want to give a shout out to our friends, the Somervilles on AM 1280, Alma Mount Pleasant and Alma College and the D3 playoffs had a great run. Uh, they have a national powerhouse right now, the D3 level in football in Alma. And I know everybody connected to AM 1280, very proud of what Alma continues to do uh, with their football uh, program. So for all the stations, again, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can also listen to the free stream weekdays at 3. And on the iHeart app, just search The Huge Show. And you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Inside this hour, Jeff Risden from the Lions Wire and Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network. You can follow both of them on Twitter, Facebook, online. Jeff is also a co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast, which you can find on YouTube in studio here this afternoon. About 40 minutes left together. Uh, the Lions injury situation. A nine and three on the season going into a winnable game at Chicago on Sunday. Uh, latest on Ragnow and where are they at across the board? So we haven't exactly heard a specific diagnosis for Ragnow, but Dan Campbell, the way he talked about it yesterday in his press conference uh, after Monday's practice, it doesn't sound like it's long-term going to keep him out, but it also doesn't sound like Ragnow will be playing center this week. And that's that's a little problematic because uh, there is definitely a drop-off when he doesn't play. Uh, you're going to see Graham Glasgow slide into center. You're going to see Colby Sorsdal more than likely being your right guard. Uh, by the way, uh, 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 Jonah Jackson, I almost said just Jonah Jackson played well um, and looks fine with his wrist. Uh, he's going to have it in, in in like a cast club type thing for a little bit, but uh, he, he did fine against New Orleans. And New Orleans, by the way, has a pretty good defensive line. And the Lions offensive line, they did not run block well. Uh, and that's that's where you really notice the change when when Ragnow isn't in is that the run blocking just isn't there uh, because uh, Glasgow Glasgow is kind of a pass protection specialist. He's not necessarily a guy that's going to do a lot in the run game. And Sorstel just again, he's just not ready yet. Um, they're they're forced their hand is forced by the injuries uh, with with Vitai being out and um, almost certainly done with with not just the Lions but his NFL career with the back and then you know you. You know, they're playing their seventh lineman like that's that, that's taxing. Uh, so they're going to miss him. Um, and by the way, it's going to be cold in in Chicago. It could be precipitating. It's going to be like I think it's supposed to be thirty five degrees with like a twenty to twenty five mile an hour wind. There could be some drizzles. Are the Bears playing sleep. for anything? No, I. They're going to be so set at the top of the draft because of the trade. Yeah, uh, they, the they, Panthers. Will, they will have the number one. By the way, the Panthers have already been eliminated from the playoffs. Are the only team there thus far? Um, New England will get eliminated this weekend if a couple Bears of are going to get win. Marvin Harrison Jr. Aren't they? Yeah, <laughs> he's great. I know they're going to get him. And the question is, will Fields be the quarterback they want, or will they go try and get one of the stud college QBs? And I think that's one of the things that they're playing for is is Justin Fields our guy and. Also, is Matt Eberflus our coach that we want going forward? Is is Ryan Pace our GM that we want going forward? Or do we want to start over somewhere else? Man, they're, they're that close to thinking they're going to hit the restart button on QB, coach, and GM? They are. Uh, it could it be Harbaugh. And Harbaugh gets a hand-picked GM, and then he drafts J.J. McCarthy out of Chicago. Again, these things write themselves so well, don't they? We were talking about Stafford and, and the Goff playing are there, you know, Harbaugh, former Bear, right? Bears legend. Um, he will be quick to tell you that he's a Bears legend, too. And they know they would get Harrison and J.J. He might over 
yeah. overreach for JJ, but he knows them, believes in them. JJ's yeah. comfortable with them, right? And the thing is, Chicago, like they're not that far away. Like they're uh, in, in terms of a team, their offensive line is coming together pretty nicely. Um, that. Their rookie Darnell Wright is is kind of up and down, but you expect that out of a rookie. But they're they're getting better. Uh, they're going to lose Jalen Johnson, their outside corner. Parenthetically, the Lions' primary free agent target this offseason needs to be Jalen Johnson, the cornerback from Chicago. It's a good chance to check him out this weekend and see what he can do against Jamo, because uh, there's the Lions. The Lions and, and I, we're we're not breaking any news here. They need a lot of cornerback help this offseason because uh, Jerry Jacobs is not playing well enough to, to merit a starting job coming back. Uh, he's fine as your third outside corner, but you don't want him playing in the same way that you don't want Will Harris playing as one of your starting safeties. But if he's your fourth guy, okay, we're, we'll, we'll deal with that. They've got to get that, and they're not going to be in position to draft um, an elite corner. By the way, it's not a great cornerback class in the draft, at least from, from my point of view at this point. So... Getting a free agent corner like Jalen Johnson would be great. So there's there's things to watch with the Bears. They're uh, they are playing to to again to, to see what they've got and who's staying long term, who's going long term. They are a team that if they wanted, let, let's play that out with with Harbaugh and, and JJ McCarthy going there. That that hypothetical, they got to trade Justin Fields then. So Fields now is playing for well, am I going to be the long term building block in Chicago or is a team like Atlanta? who desperately needs a quarterback to be a good football team. Or maybe he's the Rams' succession plan to Matthew Stafford, who's getting up there and, and keeps getting hurt from time to time. Maybe he goes to Seattle, where they have you know Geno Smith, who is <laughs> he's smacked hard into the wall right now. He's not playing very good football lately. You know th- There will be teams that will want him. Maybe Pittsburgh. Uh, Kenny Pickett going down. Uh, and he, he, quite frankly, he's been, he's been soft as a quarterback. Um, both mentally and physically, like there, there's a lot of opportunities there if they want to trade, uh, and that's you know that, that that's where Chicago's at right now. Like, and the, you know, it's funny you brought it up that would they be that close to to throwing everything away? I think a big Detroit win, and the Lions are certainly capable of winning a game by 20 points in Chicago. I'm not saying that they will, but they can. I think that would go a long way towards them making that decision of, okay, we can't keep trying this the way we're doing it now. We've got to make some serious changes. That's uh, that's a dangerous spot to be in. But again, they're they're not without talent in Chicago, and that's and that's one of the reasons why they might make that regime change. They have look, they woefully overspent on building up linebackers, which is statistically proven to be the least important position in football. And they, they, that's their two most expensive players. Like they, they, They've got a lot of issues there. Bears could be in a, a similar situation and probably are like the Lions, where they may trade fields, which would be like trading Stafford, yeah. have, and bring in a new GM and a new head coach. They, they could very well do right? that a couple it, years it, it later. It is a similar parallel when you're looking at it. Granted, Fields hasn't accomplished in terms of numbers and passing yardage what Stafford did, but Stafford was an overall number one pick. And because of their draft stock, they would be very appealing to a head coach and to a new GM. Absolutely. And but it, I do wonder about the team president. Warren was a train wreck during COVID oh yeah. with the Big Ten, right? Yeah. There, there's there's a lot of issues that are going on with that team. And remember, they're moving, too. They're moving out to the suburbs, allegedly. Uh, Arlington Heights. 
there's there's a lot of transition going on there. So uh, that's you know that that's going to be an interesting one. Um, back to the injury front, got to bring up Anzalone. He should be back. Uh, he missed last weekend. He has he does have a hand injury that would have kept him out anyways. But he also uh, he and his wife celebrated the birth of their daughter on Saturday. Uh, so Anzalone stayed home, didn't make the trip to New Orleans, and that that's certainly a good enough reason. To, when you're already injured, do, do not make the trip. So I expect him back. It's going to be interesting to see if he goes back into the Mike spot or if they leave Jack Campbell there and let Anzalone play the will role that he played pretty well at the end of last season and parlayed that into a great... Um, right now, if, if you ask people around the league, they will tell you Alex Anzalone is a pro bowler this year at linebacker. And uh, there's not many people who have that on their bingo card for the Lions this year. So he should be back. The one that, that you should be worried about if you're a Lions fan this weekend on defense is Ali McNeil because it doesn't sound promising that he's going to play. And he is their entire, entire and only interior pass rush. He's it. Uh, I know they're, they're going to they'll probably reactivate Isaiah Bugs, who's been sitting on the bench for a long time. And uh, I will give my friend Mike Payton at A to Z Sports some credit on this. He actually researched it. Um, there was a lot of people talking about, oh, the, the pass rush is better when Isaiah Bugs is in, in the game. Uh, Mike proved that it wasn't uh, and did a very good job and thorough job of breaking down all the sacks that took place when he was on the field or uh, when when he was in, when he was active. And when he came off the field is when they actually got 11 of the 12 sacks that they did when he was so. I don't know if he's the answer. Um, there's a whole lot of consternation on on social media about Isaiah Bugs and you know what what are they doing with them I'll just say that uh, Bugs is a guy who likes to talk more than he likes to play sometimes and you haven't heard him talk a lot lately and I wonder if they're like maybe maybe give us a reason to let you out there um, just to go back to why he's in Detroit in the first place Pittsburgh got real tired of him not exactly trying 100% all the time and you don't do that for a coach like Mike Tomlin Dan Campbell wants to be more like Mike Tomlin as a coach, and I think we all would would be happy with that. Tomlin for he's he's fantastic. He's he doesn't always have the best talent, but he again he's another guy. He knows how to squeeze every last drop out of that lemon. What what's happened to the interior line that last year was so productive, and we've seen flashes. Bugs has had one good game, I think. McNeil's yeah. been there for a couple, but Kaminsky has disappeared, and they were yeah. Kaminsky's they, they, not having a good year. They they were so vital to Houston and Hutch having that great rookie year. Why has the interior line play disappeared for the Lions? I think some of it is that the they're just not, and and this is something that Dan Campbell has talked about. They're not winning their one on ones, and Aleem is getting two on ones a lot, and he's. He's up and down as a pass rusher. He's a very good starting defensive tackle. Like there's there's no doubt about it. he is a long-term building block. But he's not the dynamic catalyst on the inside that I think that they would want him to be. Now having said that, he's do, he's having a really strong year in terms of generating pressures and he just doesn't finish them a lot. That's a problem for the team. The other guys, man, like you brought up Kaminsky. He hasn't played well. Josh Pascal actually. Kaminsky disappeared. I, he's a, Last year when he was on, Hutch was on. Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And you saw it. Um, why Why have they disappeared, though? That, I, I, that's that's a good question. Um, you, you mentioned a, a change in the line coach, right? Yeah, John Scott is their new I, I'm sorry, but line coach. I have to point at that. That's certainly something that is being looked at by a lot of us. 
And uh, that's one of the things that... Uh, uh, so Todd Wash, who was the defensive line coach, has a long... used to be the Jaguars defensive coordinator, has a lot more experience. John Scott was Penn State's defensive line coach. And if you know anything about Penn State, you'll know that their guys, when they get to the NFL, are typically disappointing. Uh, maybe there's... Uh, Chop Robinson, by the way, is a guy that I absolutely do not want in Detroit. Uh, I know he's a good pass rusher. He is a snap jumper, a lightweight, and he does not finish all that well either. So it, it, we'll, we'll, I never take the draft hat off, huge. You know that. But uh, Chop Robinson is not a guy I'm interested in. For yeah, Detroit. but I would think I would. <laughs> it's easy for Campbell, who is the head coach, and for Aaron Glenn to see this and make the necessary yeah. changes yeah. to get more action out of the Lions' interior line on yeah. defense. And, and they have tried a little bit. They actually tried it against Green Bay. They tried a lot of like stunts. Uh, they did a couple of twists. They did a, a nice couple of loops. And A, the Packers picked it up pretty well. And B, the Lions weren't very good at it. And that they're just not I don't, I don't think that interior has the speed for no. stunts. Benito, Benito Jones twist. is not that kind of guy. Uh, Broderick Martin, he's, he's just not ready yet. We talk about Colby Sorsdall on the offensive line not being ready as a rookie. Broderick Martin isn't ready either. Well, if he but, was, they would be playing him because, they, believe me, they yeah. know they need help there. Yeah, they Kaminsky really do. not giving him any help. is. A, and yeah. remember, he had options, right? He did. And, um, he, and he, he stayed with Detroit. He just disappeared. Well, yeah. James Houston, all, all this disappearing act. Uh, Pascal can't stay healthy, right? Yeah, Pascal did play very well against New Orleans, and that's right. something that maybe you can look at. As, and, and did it working inside. Uh, he gets... I think Lions fans have a misperception of how big he is. He's 270 pounds. He might not even be that much. Uh, so playing him inside full time is not an option. But in terms of like the, the speed rush packages, he did really well in that capacity against New Orleans. Did very well in that capacity early in the year before he got hurt the first time. So maybe, maybe there's something with that that can help him get him into the lineup a little bit more. But you also, you don't want him to get hurt from overuse again. So... They're just not getting enough out of those guys. Quentin Bohanna, great run stuffer, and you saw that against New Orleans. He's if if he gets a sack, it's it's not of his own doing. It's the quarterback running into him. What I'm saying about the line is that they stood out last year. They did individuals, and they're not this year. No, they're not. You 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 forget even Pascal's in the lineup. Yeah, and I know visually when you do your rewatch on the video, you can break it down. But I'm talking about impact standing out. During the game. Yeah, and that, that's not happening. And really, on that line, who's doing that? Irvin did, like you mentioned, in 11 snaps. He was in, and Hutch is seeing double, triple Hutch, teams and Hutch still getting playing, pressures, Hutch right? Is playing so good. I, I wish fans would appreciate how difficult of what he's being asked to do, and he's doing great at it. Um, I know it's not translating into the sacks that, that, that people want, but, man, he's doing everything that he can. Uh, it's... it's it, it's it, he's got to be frustrated with all the blocking attention that he gets. Um, that's why Bruce Irvin getting that other sack last week and Romeo Cora getting a sack for the first time doing something in a while. They, they need that. They need more of that. And that, that defensive line coaching is something that they're going to have to look at this offseason, whether they want to keep John Scott. Todd Wash is going to be available because he went to Carolina. Carolina's cleaning house. None of those guys are going to be back. There, there's a chance for him to come back with that. that and I think, it, I think that would be welcome other than for the fact that you know it would be tough to give up John Scott because I believe he signed a three-year contract, but such is life in the NFL. Um, you get paid to not coach a lot. Uh, that that's that's actually not a bad way to make a living. Ask uh, <laughs> ask Texas A&M and all their guys. Jimbo Seventy-seven Fisher. million. Jimbo and, Fisher and all their assistants got 
uh, paid out max. Yes, they did. Money owed. Yes, and they did. It's like a hundred million dollars. It was a hundred and four million dollars. Oh my! They're Lord. paying that entire staff to Everything's go away. Everything's big in Texas. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow both on Twitter, Facebook. Co-host on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly on YouTube at Jeff R I S D O N. Joining us here on the Huge Show across Michigan, talking about uh, the Lions where they're at at nine and three. Uh, so when you look at this Bears game Sunday, uh, it's outdoors weather. It's December. We get it. Uh, any means necessary, get a W. I don't care if it's 10-7. Come back home. How do you think this game plays out? I think this is the David Montgomery revenge game, going back to Chicago. Now, he played well against them the first time, but this game, Chicago fans, he didn't exactly part ways on, like, like we just played Jamal Williams. And by the way, Jamal, I think had 14 yards on nine carries. Um, didn't exactly do much, but like Lions fans still love and respect Jamal Williams as they should. He's a fantastic guy. Uh, and by the way, they got better getting David Montgomery. Montgomery didn't leave the Chicago that way. And I think he wants to show in that city that uh, he's the, that they're, they're missing him, that he is they, that he can do things uh, to them. Uh, so I think he's going to be very motivated for that. I wonder where the passing game is going to go, though, with the wind and the snow, because that is not an area where Jared Goff excels. He does not throw. He doesn't throw wind cutters. I remember the wind at Baltimore. Absolutely, wind was around twenty miles an hour, and he was horrible. It, uh, he it doesn't have a him. lot of velocity on his deeper throws, and it kills him. It does. This would be a great time to for him to actually start throwing the ball to Jamison Williams on some of those crossers. Uh, my my colleague at Lions Wire, Russ Brown, and I have a piece coming later this week of breaking down Jamo. He was really, really good against New Orleans and didn't get the ball. Uh, if you get him the ball in even a couple more situations, why, why aren't they getting him the ball more? Then that's 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 a question that's for Ben Johnson, and he will be. And we talked about it uh, earlier. He's going to get asked that on Thursday because there were opportunities for him to get the ball. And we need to we need to know from Ben Johnson is this a golf thing is it an offensive scheme thing because Jama was there was a couple of situations in that game where he had if not six points certainly a big play a a chunk gain when the Lions were were in desperate need of that when the offense was floundering in neutral for far too long in that game he was the answer because there were opportunities for golf to find him. And most of the time, Goff didn't even look there, which leads me to believe that that's more by offensive design than by Goff. Because Goff is a guy, if he knows where his best option is going to be, he's going to look for that. And and he's not looking at that yet. And that's, I, I think that's something where the offensive coordinator, and, and Dan Campbell too, because Dan does have his hands all over the offense, need to get on him a little bit more to do that. If if it's more Goff than, than it is the coaching staff. But I, I can tell you, they, they looked at their film uh, if they watch film at all, the way that I do, and I'm, they certainly do it better than I do because they're they're employed and I'm, you know, I'm I'm begging for cash. <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's really obvious how open he is, and the opportunities are there for for more JMO. And you saw the touchdown play. My goodness, you got to run that reverse five times a game, and there's going to be the fake it, and they're going to go with him, and someone's streaking down the opposite side. And that's side, exactly right? right. Then you've got your be- you got Sam Laporta sneaking out the backside, so uncovered on the they, backside. Why aren't they using that more? That's a good question. Um, I would love to see more of that because it's there, and they do have the offensive line even without Ragnow in there. 
to handle that sort of thing. Um, if there, there, there's, there's, there's opportunities for that. So I would love to see JMO get involved in the short passing game more. By the way, when I talked to Herman Moore not too long ago, um, he talked about that extensively. That's his answer for for getting JMO more involved and more engaged with the offenses. Let him run a drag route. You know, let him run a quick screen. Throw him a bubble. Little things like throw, that. Throw him a tunnel screen. No, have him have <laughs> him the jet sweep. Yeah. Have him with his speed, and then you fake it. I, it's really football 101 that you have a weapon. There's no excuses now with JMO. No coming off the knee injury. No coming back from the gambling suspension. Yeah. Use him more. Absolutely. And he his play, I know he's not getting the, the stats for it, He's playing good football right now. That shows that stands out on tape. Uh, that's one of the things that we're going to try to convey to you at Lions Wire later this week. He's, he looks really good. Um, it would be nice if he had a game where they got him four or five passes and maybe a, a couple of touches. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe a, like I said, a tunnel screen or run him and Gibbs out of the backfield together. Run them, you know, dueling Texas routes and see who's open first and stress their linebackers, make their safeties do things. There's a lot more that they could be doing with JMO. Look, Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson hasn't had a g- couple of good weeks as an assistant coach. Uh, I expect a bounce back week from him as well. I think he's going to get back to being a little bit more aggressive, maybe a little bit more up tempo. That's that's something where they have had some success lately. Is golf going no huddle uh, or you know the 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 old sugar huddle um, K gun type thing from from the Bills way back in the day. They've been better in that, and I think you might see more of that as their base offense. Um, now, it, it does stress your, your wide receivers a little bit, but they got to do something because the offense right now is not playing to the capability that it should be and that we have come to expect. They got a little lucky in New Orleans. They got two very short fields. Uh, actually, three very short fields. They um, got lucky at the end of the Bears game. They got they did. housed uh, by the Packers. They, they did... Uh, find their way offensively yeah. uh, against the Chargers. Uh, I'd like to see that four quarters of football coming up Sunday against the Bears. Absolutely. And th- again, this is not a team that's designed to win with their defense. They are designed to outscore the opponent. They're going to win games 28-24, 31-23. That's that's this Detroit Lions team. They're not going to win a lot of games that are 17-10. to That's just not who they are. That's not what they're designed to be. And by the way, that plays very well in the playoffs. Good offense beats good defense in the postseason. You'll see that every year. One of the reasons why the Bengals keep advancing in the playoffs lately. One of the reasons why the Jaguars beat the Chargers last year, because they had a better offense. Uh, The offense has to get in tune because the defense could very well give up 30 points. Uh, I don't think they're going to give up 30 to Chicago, but they could give up. They could give up 24. They could give up 27. You got to you got to be able to outscore that. And right now, the offense isn't doing that consistently enough. They've got they've got to get things tightened up a little bit. Outside weather, run the ball. Lean lean on Panay Sewell to have a bounce back. By the way, he's not playing very well either right Boy, now. Boy, I'm watching him get I, again. Are you healthy? Is there something you got to wonder about that? Yeah, and he's getting just beat time and time again. He's always had trouble with shorter guys on the outside. That's who Zach Vaughn is, the guy who got the sack on him this past weekend. He's, I, I wonder, uh, because he's way too good to be playing the way he is, uh, that, that he might not be healthy either. But a great way to get him going is because he is still a dominant run blocker. Let him go out there and let him just smash people. You know, and none, none of this, I got I to gotta pull the power, you know, on the pull where I'm, I'm designed as the right tackle to block the guy who's outside 
the left shoulder of my left tackle. They do that crap too much. Um, it, it works in theory, and it works in your practices because your defensive line isn't good enough to stop it. Other defensive lines are, and I hope that Ben Johnson learns that. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny. We've come to the point now where we, earlier in the year we were loath to criticize anybody on the team because oh, we, we, you know, they're doing so great. I think now, and and I've gotten this from from social media, from talking to folks that they don't talk to me, you know, from appearing on your show, and it's like. Okay, like yeah, we see these things now, and it's okay. Like when uh, this isn't this fragile house of cards, you you know, they're they're not a perfect team. There are flaws, and it's okay to point them out and see where we can go with it. And I actually really appreciate that about the way the Lions fan base has progressed this year. We can have honest conversations. Ben Johnson's not having a good time right now. That's okay. It doesn't mean that he sucks. It doesn't mean that he has to get fired. It means he, he needs to have a little bit better. Maybe he had a bad week. Maybe he's having trouble sleeping at home because his, his infant child is you know crying too much or colicky or something like. Maybe it's the pressure of nine and three, man. You know, you talk about the difference on the road versus home with the coaches, even Campbell. Uh, you're nine and three, and I sense now that this has shifted from hey, we're rebuilding to we're there. We're nine and three, and expectations are not only to win the NFC North, but win that opening playoff game. And you're dealing with health. And I think when you don't have a defensive interior line that's getting after it and you have those injuries on your offensive line, it's a cliche, but it's one in the trenches, Jeff. It is. So we'll talk about that more. Uh, we got one final segment together. If you have a Lions comment or question, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Mercantile Bank of Michigan-based bank with locations all across Michigan. So drop your Lions comment or question. And if you want to win and have a shot at winning, uh, Lomas Brown's Lions golf cart. This is amazing from... Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, 14 Mile in Rockford, Michigan's new go-to Yamaha Golf headquarters. You can trick it out. They 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 have their custom shop. You can do whatever you want with the golf cart. You can make it uh, what you want. Put on what you want. Uh, you could do it in time for the holidays. You could take it down to Florida or down south if you have a second home, or go there as a snowbird. Or come spring for your neighborhood, your business, your golf club. You want the coolest cart on the course or in your neighborhood. Uh, go see Drew and his team at Impact Power Sports. 14 Mile in Rockford, just north of GR. Everybody across the state, they'll handle anything they can deliver. Uh, good people there. And an amazing custom uh, shop. They're making the huge golf cart. So we're going to give away this Lomas Brown golf cart. You get exact replica which you can see at a huge show on twitter the huge show on facebook all you have to do to enter to win it next summer at our huge golf event at tullymore text impact i-m-p-a-c-t to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing then you'll find out if you want it text impact to 21000 and again if you're looking for a golf cart and you want to trick it out or you just Want a great Yamaha golf cart for yourself, your family, the cottage, the lake house, you name it. I think Lomas told me he's using it uh, where he lives at around the lake, rolling up to neighbors with his Lions golf cart. Just text IMPACT to 21000 and you'll be in the drawing. 
from Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge. It's time to go on the court with Tim Stout. It's a new day to celebrate and be free. It's a new day full of action and excitement because it's a day for winning. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort, it's a new day. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com. Big Ten basketball underway for Michigan State with a couple of challenging games in December to get things rolling. Tuesday night at home against Wisconsin, a team that is fresh over the weekend in Madison by downing third-ranked Marquette by 11 points. The Spartans have had more than a week to prepare, and Tyson Walker has been injured and ill. And Tom Izzo says the time off will have done him well, and he thinks Tyson Walker will be a huge factor moving forward, providing he's healthy and providing he shows the leadership that he has thus far. Michigan State is 4-3 and three after seven non-conference games, and they go to Nebraska on Sunday, a team that is 7-1. Time to step up. The coach himself knows that, so we will see. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Huge here for my friends from Coppercraft Distillery. Now they're a Michigan-based company, and they have a message for anybody 21 and up. You're going to want to get hooked up with this Honolulu Blue, a premium can cocktail. Vodka, blue raspberry lemonade, this special limited edition can cocktail is available at local stores, pubs, and restaurants. And when you're cheering on our favorite pro football team, TDs, tailgates, and more, Make sure you grab a Honolulu Blue from Coppercraft Distillery. Imagine this, a day filled with indulgence, bursting with excitement, and packed with extraordinary moments that build memories to last a lifetime. A day that is unmistakably yours, at the place that is undeniably spectacular. Whether you're winning big, dining lavishly, or relaxing oh so comfortably, it's your getaway reimagined. At Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We are back on The Huge Show across Michigan. A Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire, part of the USA Today Network, one of our Lions NFL insiders in studio. Final segment together. I did see at Lions Wire, Pro Football Focus has their weekly grades, and you're looking at the Lions. Best offensively uh, was Laporta, who was just playing out of his mind, like we mentioned earlier. I, I think, you know, one of the best tight ends in pro football already. Panay Sewell, we, we said he didn't look good, but he did great out at 80.4. Golf 
at 77.7. Graham Glasgow at 76. And Brock Wright uh, with a nice 75.8. What do you take from uh, the top five pro football focus offensive grades from the Saints game for the Lions? I'll say Laporta getting what he did was well-earned. Um, if you get a 90, that's like, that's elite. That's that's top of the nine. He got it, I think it was a 90.6 or something like that, 90.7. Uh, he was phenomenal, uh, and he was the offense for most of that game, uh, and he deserved it. The Panay Sewell one, quite frankly, doesn't pass the eye test. Mm. He just wasn't. So one of the things when you're, when you're grading, especially on the offensive line, is that if you win a rep, you get points for you. If you lose them, they go against you. He doesn't lose many reps, but when he does, it's really bad because you just don't expect it. And the Lions never give him help. By the way, they don't need to most of the time, but he wins a lot, and that that fluffs his grade up. I didn't think he won that many against New Orleans. I thought he was okay, uh, but the other ones, you know, I thought Glasgow did a pretty good job. Now I'm I'm curious how they split that between the 21 snaps he had at right guard and the 37, I believe it was at center, because uh, I thought he was better at guard than he was at center. But he he, he played all great. That, that showed up. And Brock Wright, by the way, another guy. The first Lions touchdown, he took two guys with him on a cross. Uh, he, he played very well. Also, by the way, played well on special teams. Um, they didn't get into special teams on this. I got a quick one. Trevor Nowoski, the undrafted rookie from Saginaw Valley State from Canton-Salem High School, great on special teams this past week, was, was really, really effective. He almost blocked two different punts, uh, aside from being really good on coverage and in blocking. So uh, he, he deserves a little nod there. Uh, worst pro football focus offensive grades for the Lions uh, guard Colby Swords, though we talked about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jonah Jackson, I, I didn't think he played as bad as his 48.8 rating. Montgomery, 54.7. That's low. DPJ, Donovan Peoples Jones, 54.7. And Taylor Decker at 55. You know, there's something about Decker and Sewell, the visual. The last couple of games. They haven't been right. I, no, I will say Decker. They have to be playing hurt. I thought Decker was better than Sewell in this game. That, 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 that grade made me raise an eyebrow a little bit. I will say David Montgomery, uh, his grade went down really bad because he blew two pass protection things. And he's, he's not playing well in pass pro situations right now. That's a problem. Uh, so that's why his grade got lowered. As far as running the ball, he actually did very well in that game and graded out that way. So, uh, Looking at the pro football focus, positive grades for the Lions defensively. Uh, two guys stuck out to me during the game. Romeo Cora, 90.2. And also Jalen Reeves-Mabin made a couple of plays and graded high at 76.9 and a core at 90.2. And I think they're looking at... Reeves may have been bringing some speed to linebacker. He played very well in that game. Yes. Uh, 20 snaps on defense, and he was very active. They attacked him, and he held up. He, he covered Alvin Kamara twice out of the backfield, and, and that's where Carr wanted to go with the ball, and he wasn't open because J- Germ, as they call him, JRM, was all over him. Uh, he played a great game. Uh, this was a game. It was a weird game. We're so used to the Lions linebackers not being good. They were the best part of the team this past weekend. Jack Campbell also on that list. Uh, Derek Barnes, he probably shows up in the lowest section. Yeah, he does. He He's actually, on the worst side. He actually played pretty well. He got beat on a wheel route by the tight end. Um, the, by the way, the only tight end play that they made all day. And he was also the one who got beat in coverage on the Jimmy Graham touchdown. That's why his grade is low. Other than that, he played a very good game. Kaminsky, Barnes, Benito Jones, Tracy Walker, and Bohanna, the lowest grades, and they played that way. We talked about that yeah, earlier. Yeah, they did. 
Uh, final prediction on the game. We got to run here and get to a network TO. I'm going to tell you, I think Bears Lions. I think I think the Lions handle business. Uh, let's go 31 to 20. I like the Lions 27-14. Uh, That's right. my number on Sunday. Jeff Risden, Lions Wire, Draft Wire. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, online at Jeff, R-I-S-D-O-N. And also, you can listen to Jeff as one of the co-hosts on the Detroit Lions podcast. You can find weekly on YouTube. Rizzy, good to have you in the hizzy. Let's go Lions, baby. And we'll see what happens Sunday in Chicago uh, remember, you ever have a Lions question or comment, you can join us on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's as easy as one, three, wait, that's not how it goes. It's one, two, three, like this. The Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police wants you to remember, always wear your seatbelt. Make it part of your routine. Just like that. Got it? Seatbelts save lives, and using them is as easy as one, two, three. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at roastumber.com. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. Get your groove on. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino. Robin Thick. Same show, same night, Montel Jordan. Tickets start at $53. On sale now at the box office and etix.com. Party hard. Slide into smooth. Robin Thicke and Montel Jordan. Friday, December 15th at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Let's go check in with the fun governor. Tim McCullough joins us from the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. How you doing, Timmy? Man, I'm enjoying the day, Bill. Uh, excited for all things December. All right, what's going on at Soaring Eagle uh, in the month of December, leading right up to your annual New Year's Eve bash? Man, loving that New Year's Eve bash. 
Love it. Uh, but let's get through uh, December 1st through the 25th. Uh, we're doing our 25 days of giving. Two winners each hour from 6 to 10. We'll each win $100 in premium play, and then they get to select a gift underneath the tree, as everybody loves to do. You never know. It could be an overnight stay, dining credits. you got to figure it out. you got to come in and uh, get what is wrapped, and it could be yours. All you got to do is show up to do it. And then, of course, Saturdays in December, win your share of $420,000 in cash prizes. That's right, $420,000 in cash prizes. Every hour from 5 to 11, one lucky access club member will be drawn to play a snowfall. Uh, lucky draw game uh, to select your ornament. You receive uh, cash under that uh, reveal. It's going to be very exciting. If you pick perfectly and avoid the coal, the coal bill, uh, you'll win a grand total of $11,500 in cash prizes. which can't go wrong there. And then, of course, all the great entertainment as we do all the time. This weekend is going to be no different with Jay Leno with special guest Arsenio Hall will be in the house Friday, December 8th. The 9th It's going to be Rockin' Rum Holiday Bash with my man Don Felder. Uh, you remember him from the Eagles. Uh, tickets still available for that. It's a great date night, and uh, that's going to start going at 6.45. Kenny G on uh, Sunday, December 10th. So that's a great weekend of entertainment right there. And then we move on to next week. Robin Thick with Montel Jordan on the 15th. The 27th, my man Smokey Robinson. Super excited about that show. Lance Burton, Master Magician and Friends are going to be here December 28th. That's a Thursday night, everybody. Just so everybody can uh, get their Thursdays right. Friday, December 29th, 80s, Great White. Quiet Riot, you can't go wrong there. You're going to bang your head really hard on Friday. And then leading into Saturday, December 30th, Lone Star with special guest Eddie Montgomery of Montgomery Gentry. Everybody knows about those guys. And then, of course, what Bill was talking about earlier, our 80s Rewind New Year's Eve party. That's going to be a bash like no other, as it always is here at Soren Eagle. And then uh, January 8th, the Three Kings Elvis Tribute. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. My wife's a big Elvis fan. Uh, going to have to dye my hair even blacker than it is. And come out and check that out. Roots and Boots is going to happen January 19th. Sammy Kershaw, Colin Ray, and Aaron Tippin. You can't go wrong. That's great country music right there. Drew Hill and Genuine will be in the house January 26th. That's a party if I don't say so. Make sure you come out. February 3rd, Teresa Caputo live. Always does great here. She'll be expecting you because she knows these things. Uh, Vodka and Pasta, another great date night, February 17th. Peter Frampton, March 16th. Peter Frampton, never, ever say never to her. I haven't heard that enough. And then, of course, Godsmack will be in the house April 27th. That's a really cool acoustic show right there. Chicago, May 25th. ZZ Top, Leonard Skidder. We're talking about outdoors. August 9th. Jason L. Dean, August 16th. We're throwing it down like everybody um, knows that we do it right when it comes to concerts here at Soren Eagle. Uh, number one spot here in Central Michigan to get your entertainment on. All you got to do is follow us. Bill, tell them what to do. Go to SorenEagleCasino.com. You can book the getaway, get tickets for the shows that Timmy just talked about, all the promotions, everything you need at SoaringEagleCasino.com. And don't forget about their sister property. If you're listening on 100.9 FM, the Met in the Midland Bay City, Saginaw area, the Saginaw Eagles Landing Casino and Hotel in beautiful Standish, Michigan. Soaring Eagle is located in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And again, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com. That's SoaringEagleCasino.com. Dot com and book that getaway and get those show tickets and all the great promotions and ring in 2024 at the biggest New Year's Eve bash in Michigan, in Mount Pleasant, at the incredible Soren Eagle Casino and Resort. Timmy, we'll talk in seven days.
Look forward to it, Bill. Thanks again. All right, Tim McCullough, the fund governor, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan. Big. Bad. Huge.